Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Not On This Occasion. Attempt 33, I think, which is crazy. Uh, Today is the Italian Grand Prix. We're going to be talking about the admittedly very intense race, I will say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Record-breaking Red Bull and the Ferrari fans that came out at large to see their heroes, basically. Uh, the silly season news, it's admittedly not as interesting as last year still, but I think there's some stuff to talk about Yeah, still, and a couple other things related to that, as well as the cost cap, Woo-hoo. because that came out today, so we're not going to miss it. Oh, I did see that, yeah. Maybe we should just start recording on Tuesdays, so it feels <laughs> like they're like, Monday's like their day off, because they have the race on Sunday, and then Tuesday's the day where they're like, okay, we're back at it again. I'm Noel, and joining me as always is... Possibly, I'll say this, possibly in the top two of hosts of this podcast. Whoa. Delaney. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> possibly in top two. Who's, Maybe. Num- who's number one? It could be you. That's in the oh, top two. That's fair. I'm in the running, guys. This next episode will be my test. And yeah, we're here for not on this occasion. Be sure to... Follow us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Instagram, TikTok. We're about to do more on TikTok, do yes. more of that stuff. Uh, and please, folks, I just posted a new YouTube video on ooh, our ooh. YouTube channel. Ooh, ooh. It's our mid-season review, Yep. which is it's a little late because you know, we were in the summer break. But trust me, guys, this video did its best to delete itself. <laughs> right before I uploaded it yes. and I had a couple problems you know how when you like name a document the same thing as a document that already exists oh. it's like no you can't do that yeah. and it's like don't do that and you're like nah fuck you I'm gonna do it well uh the, I'll just say this the video decided to give itself the same name as the original recording oh no and it was like hey you can't do hey you shouldn't do this because it's the same name. Oh, no. And the only button was okay. And it just did it anyway. <gasps> and it almost deleted everything. But I thankfully had like the footage. It's this whole thing. Oh, my God. It saved. <laughs> it derailed my Labor Day. But <laughs> oh, no. the video is uploaded nonetheless. <laughs> yes, it is here. So be sure to check it out. Check it out. Give it a like. Give it a comment. Don't dislike it. Share it with your friends. Laugh, cry, scream. Feel all the human emotions. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about, Delaney, is another new segment. Not this week in racing? (laughs) I do have a little bit for this week in racing, but I want to start somewhere else because we are approaching the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Dun, dun, dun. And this is a very hyped race. We've yep. been talking about it for a long time. So yep. I don't know if this will be every episode, but I do every once in a while I want to talk about some interesting going ons okay. in Las Vegas <laughs> pertaining to this race. Okay. That let's see. Uh the Las Vegas update. No. Yeah. I don't know what we'll what, talk we'll, about. We'll, it. we'll we'll think of a segment Viva name. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Viva Las Vegas. The killers are from Las Vegas. Wow. <laughs> That's the update. And moving on. <laughs> okay. So this one, I, I this one, it, it's kind of funny. It's kind of, it's weird. It's like not expected, you know? Okay. So uh, this was an article from Jalopnik, which is like a sports or a car, you know, Jalopnik. magazine type show. This was Brit. This article was written by... Elizabeth Blackstock, who is also Thank the you, co-host of the Donut Racing Show podcast. Plugging and a different podcast. <laughs> I'm not plugging her. I'm just giving her the credit. Like, yeah, hey, this yeah, is yeah. her. So uh, there, I, I don't know how widespread this is, but apparently, you know, you know, the F1 paddock. We all know the F1 paddock, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they're building the F1 paddock, the temporary paddock for the Las Vegas Grand Prix right now they are putting the building up yeah and okay so you know street circuits are meant 
kind of to bring people in. You know, most of the people that are going to attend this Las Vegas Grand Prix don't live in Las Vegas. Probably not even the United States, a lot of them. It doesn't cause much, you know, like discomfort for a national audience to all come to Las Vegas and do this stuff. But for the locals, they sometimes, most of the times, hate these street races because it does disrupt the flow of everything that goes down there. Yeah, it interrupts their daily life. I mean, it's like like here, like if somebody, you know, down fucking Woodward was like, (laughs) we're going to do a street racer here, like all those businesses... Like in Chicago for NASCAR would be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, okay. So there's a lot of different things that a lot of different people are upset about related to this Las Vegas Grand Prix. Uh, And so her article was about some of these things. And one of them was that. And like I said, I don't know how widespread this is, like how many people actually are upset about this, but... One of the reasons that some Las Vegas residents are upset with F1 about this race is that they believe that the paddock building, this is directly quoted from the tweet, Okay, the paddock building is being erected by F1 named after Stefan Paddock, the Las Vegas mass shooter. Oh. <gasps> What? Killed like 60 people, I think, in like 2017. If yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, the, the, for a country music... Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the country music festival. Yeah. And so some of these people... The article... They're not naming it after him. They're n- I know. Oh, okay. I know. We know. We know that. Oh. But these people... Because think about it. The local... Oh, you're saying they don't know what the... They don't know what, they don't know what the word paddock means. Oh, and my think, God. And I think that, think of that, A, it's either... The article says that some people think it's like they know what paddock means. They just think it's like insensitive, like for F1 to not rename it. And some people just don't know what this what that that that's what it's called and think the tweet. The X says that people think that F1 is literally like naming it after this guy. Shut up. And a lot of these people are not clearly not race fans. I mean, if you think about it, the word paddock is not really used no. in this country. You're right. So I get them not knowing that that's what it means or that that's the thing. But I think uh, the article, this is where I kind of disagree with the article. The article does a lot of being like F1 needs to like put something out or like needs to be more in touch with these locals so they understand that they are not you know they need to get their approval from the locals in order to keep this race going and i i agree with that part but i think this is a little bit like ridiculous that's uh, oh my god that's a lot to unpack (laughs) hold on so first and foremost what happened in Vegas? Yeah, it's it's the number it's the number one most fatal mass shooting in the United States. That's what happened. Um, for those that don't know, uh, look it up. But also, mass shootings are kind of uniquely American. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you know F one, who is technically a European body, you know, mostly in Europe, mostly out of this way, are really thinking of that. That's kind of like my mindset. I can understand them. If it was like, oh, this is so hard. I'm like, I can understand if like this was a mass thing. I like this is the first time I'm hearing it, so I'm kind of like, what? But <laughs> at, this is also coming from a brain of a race fan who's like, I know what a paddock is. I didn't even know that the, that's what that guy's last name was. Neither but I guess, I. I but I guess, but yeah. If you live in Las, you live Vegas, in Las Vegas, you Vegas, yeah, know, you yeah. you know of his name, yeah. Like that that makes sense. So it's like I understand the the trauma associated around it the the kind of like oh what the fuck like it's it's very like jarring i'm sure to hear a local they're walking around blah blah it's like yeah they're building the paddock building and people are thinking what they named it after that guy like yeah like i i can understand the locals perspective of like what like like in a jarring way but like also at the same time that's when they just i don't know if it's up to f1 to be like no silly american that this is the name of our building that we have for all of our races like i don't know that's where that's how it kind of feels i feel like that's how f1 would be like what the fuck like no we're not gonna i think um i think i get i i don't think the the backlash or the like the it's a little insensitive like i don't think people are wrong for thinking that right i 
am not from Las Vegas, so I don't really have a connection to say if it's like, is it actually wrong that they kept calling the paddock that? I don't think so. Yeah. I think um, I, I'm sure someone on the team, the Las Vegas Grand Prix team, does know about that. Yeah. And I think it comes, I think it's, it's, a, it's a general term yes. for F1 to... Well, for any motorsport. For any European, really anything. You know, it's a general term. Yeah. And I don't think it's, I don't, I don't I, it's kind of weird. It's The article says that they should embrace, like they need to embrace Las Vegas more and like right. change it up for that. I don't think that's necessary. And I just don't, I don't, it's general enough that I, I don't think, I don't think they really are they're not bad for not doing anything about it and i don't think f1 in this instance needs to come out and be like no the people of las vegas this is a term we use like i, I don't think I they think, need to yeah. bend to the yeah. whims of that i think if they were to address it that would be like the worst pr move yeah i think i think their pr team probably are now is just going just ignore it it'll fly by whatever because like, this is just, a legitimately a thing that only people in Las Vegas probably know. Yeah. Like and I would have never even, fucking have seen never the, the article like, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, just an interesting thing because you never know what is going to like tip people off. Yeah. But the thing about it is, and this is maybe harsher mean, but like F1 doesn't give a crap about the locals to Las Vegas. Because they don't give those, a crap about any locals. Any these are race. not the people who are going to the race. Yeah. The facts. locals of Las Vegas are probably not going to go to this race at yeah. all. So I just thought that I'm was, sure, I'm sure some will, but like, it's not their target audience that yeah. they're going for. They're not like, Oh yeah, we want all of the locals, all the people who live in Las Vegas come to this race, please. Like if they wanted that, then they would basically like make it more accessible. But as we have talked about in the past, Formula One tickets are not accessible. They're not cheap. They're not meant to be, you know, that yeah. way that's las vegas update the las vegas update the las vegas bullet um okay so i will talk about this week in racing i'll try to do it quickly because i just wanted to give a highlight because i saw something that bothered me a lot on twitter okay i feel like i want to stand on my soapbox for this and have it actually kind of matter yes so i want to give a highlight to a different series that i've talked about a little bit that i find it's an interesting series kind of like in what it's become. It's not okay. always interesting to watch, but I just wanted to say this because, okay, the series I'm talking about is the Arkham Menard series, which is advertised as NASCAR F4, but I think it's basically NASCAR's equivalent of Formula 4, like in development terms. Yeah, yeah. But I find it to be one of the most interesting series because it's televised, but, you know, in F1, the gap between the first team and the last team you know for our red bull million dollars billion dollars yeah. and who were last alpha towery <laughs> still million dollar team you know yeah, there yeah. it's all millions of dollars that they're playing with and that's how every top series that's how every top motorsport is like even the guys in the back are million dollar efforts the charter to like own a nascar team is like worth like 30 million dollars so even the worst teams have 30 million right you know in the yeah. bank to run that team but arca is kind of fun because the top teams are million dollar efforts but the bottom teams are like oh yeah I own this team. I'm the driver. I'm the mechanic. I do everything. My race shop doesn't have a floor. It's on the grass. Like it's super, the field spread is like insane. Yeah, yeah. It's like rich kids with billionaire parents. Yeah. And a bunch of Toyota money at the front. And then like super grassroots at the back. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. But the super grassroots teams are very slow. Yeah. They do. They cannot compete with the big Toyota money teams. Right. 
And the reason that I'm mentioning this is because they had a dirt race this past weekend. And this this guy named Brayton Laster, who is a pizza guy, I guess. Brayton runs in Laster. This, runs in this Arca series. He finished 10th in this race. Okay. And he describes it as like... He finished 10th. He runs for one of these small teams, and he's like, it's very hard-fought top 10, lost power steering on lap four, and then the gear shifter wouldn't stay in fourth gear, so I'd have to drive one-handed with no power steering for 96 laps. It wasn't fun, but the reward at the end of the day was another top 10 finish. It was so worth it. Oh, my God. He finished, he finished eight laps down, but still in 10th. Like, it's different for F1 and IndyCar, but NASCAR and this series, like a top 10 is a stat. Yeah. Like your stat is wins, top fives, and top tens. Yeah. And I think it's incredibly interesting to hear the stories of these smaller teams because you don't hear that from, you know, the right. top echelons of motorsports. It is a bit silly sometimes yeah. what these ARCA teams do because there's this guy named Brad Smith who has been competing in the Arca series since like 1984. He's made over 500 starts. He's finished in the top 10 twice. Oh my God. And his first top 10 was in like 2020. Oh my God. It's like, why would you do that? You why know? do you keep going? But yeah. it's, you don't see that in any other series, you know? Right. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because some guy on Twitter is like response to that tweet was like 10th, in an 18 car field and eight laps down it doesn't matter like oh, very yeah. negative like yeah. sort of type thing negative nancy over there and i like you know accomplishment is not objective yeah it's a super subjective thing and you when you think about the story you know yeah one tenth of the budget no power steering, all that, you know, to finish in the top 10. Like, that's great. That doesn't happen in any other series. And I think if you go on X and tweet like this, yeah. the only person who would ever tweet like this is someone who has never accomplished anything or is so, <laughs> yeah. like, so self-conscious about their own accomplishments that they have yeah, to, like, yeah. say like that. And I, that just bothers me a lot on the... I know it's like everywhere on X, but I just hate seeing that on the uh, the racing sphere, right? Because you don't see like what people do to build race teams anymore. You don't know what because, it takes you know, to get there. A lot of them are like rich, like oh, I already have ten million dollars, so right, I'm gonna start right. this race team. You don't see how racing started, basically. Yep. And so. That's one of the things I find interesting about Arcas because it is on TV and you do get to see that. Yeah. But I think a lot of people say stuff like that and they shouldn't. And I just wanted to say that whoever this fucking guy is is a loser and fuck are you kill yourself. <laughs> um, silly season. So here, here is our silly, silliest of silly seasons so far. Mercedes had very exciting news to share with us, everybody. They had the most exciting announcement. They pulled a Haas and they said, well, for, no, first of all, they announced, Ayo motherfuckers, Lewis Hamilton staying with us. He signed another two-year contract. He ain't going nowhere. So Lewis Hamilton is officially contractor for another two years with Mercedes. Whoop-de-doo. I mean, we all kind of saw that. We were like, all had like a pipe dream, like hoping that Lewis Hamilton would be like, psych, I'm going somewhere else. No. I not with the way that the car is performing and the way that the team is working together. I think it's yes, he hasn't won since, you know, twenty twenty one. But um it's okay. You know, I think he sees he sees um potential, possibly. And then Mercedes was like, you know what? Just to round it all out, just so you know, George Russell's also staying with us for another two years. So they basically did pull a Haas, but they kind of split it up. They wanted to kind of give each driver their own little like spotlight. Like, yeah, I think it was funny. Cause they like, they like really like, we're trying to shut down the haters like on TikTok, like the Mercedes uh, F1, like TikTok account was like, had like Lewis and be like, I'm Lewis Hamilton and I'm driving for Mercedes AGM per Toronto's F1 team next year. Like they're trying to like make it all like, whatever but i don't know 
we yeah. all kind of saw it coming. Yeah. I think Mercedes have the the right to pull a Haas. Yes. Because they have two drivers and are actually like doing something. Not at they're at least not headed in the wrong direction. They're just they're and going. They, and their two drivers have good resumes. Yeah. With Mercedes. With Mercedes, yeah. I uh, think a Haas I would keep Kevin Magnuson around, but I'm Nico Hulkenberg. I this Nico Hulkenberg, like I think he's a decent driver, but he's been floating around here for a long time without great stats, I think. Yep. Um, so I'm I'm happy that Mercedes are sticking to their guns. Yep. I think that's the best thing they could do right now. That leaves, or that means that as of right now, Red Bull, Mercedes, Aston Martin, Ferrari, McLaren, Alpine, and Haas have got their driver lineups sealed. They're yep. going to keep the drivers that they have currently. So that's over half the field. That leaves... One seat at Williams that is not confirmed. Yep. Which is currently occupied by Logan Sargent. One seat at Alfa Romeo that is not confirmed. That is currently occupied by Joe Guan Yu. And we don't know who's driving for Alpha Tauri next year. Yeah. Both seats are up in the air. Yeah. So it's already been the most interesting case of silly season. Yeah. Alpha Tauri. So I think that is going to be what... That's going to be very exciting. What kind of generates that? I feel like Yuki Sonoda should be a shoe in. Yeah, I, I think, I think he he's could done stay. well enough. Yeah, you know? I think he could stay at least for one more year. They may not sign a two year contract. They'll, I think they'll sign another one year contract yeah. for him. But I mean, if Daniel Ricardo can, you know, they did announce that he's is going to miss the Singapore Grand Prix. Um, his, Lance Stroll's amazing wrist doctor did not work his full magic but that's okay they're looking that he's going to be at the next one um after that which is uh japan, japan. yeah japan. i was like i wanted to say something else but yeah japan um so yeah that we'll see i mean if he performs well enough i don't see why they wouldn't just keep those two drivers and just try it out for another year um williams i can see them keep keeping logo sergeant He's been doing pretty good qualifying wise for the last couple of races. He's stepped up, I think, in the last he's, two races. He, he is showing upward movement. He's not. He's not like Devries, where he's just stagnant or getting worse. He's not like Latifi, where he's getting worse. He's he's moving up in an upward trend. I think it's not leaps and bounds. Like it's not like oh my god, he's doing amazing. But yeah, he's like not bad. Yeah, he's not how he was at the beginning of the season. He's better. So he's showing improvement in some places. So, and then uh, uh, Alfa Romeo. I don't know. What do you think? I think they're them? they're. Um, I hear the rumors that they're gonna poach Theo. I don't Theo? know what his last name is. Theo. They're gonna poach you. Oh my god! The poachers are coming for you. My cat's name is Theo. If people don't know that, but he's the strong, silent type. He doesn't really come join us as often. As, as the younger one. I don't know how to Por pronounce Chari. his name. Pachari. But he's the current F2. Pachari. Theo Pachari. Theo Jerome Julian Pachari. I think it's Pachari. Yes. We'll go with that, Delaney. Hold on. He's the current F2 championship leader. And I've heard that this is going to be the guy who they bring in. Williams? No. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Um, if they don't keep Zhou Guan Yu. I, for, personally... Joe Guan Yu is good enough that I think he deserves a third season. Yeah. I think a, I think three seasons is kind of like the, max. the the that's how long it takes for you to kind of learn the ropes. Yeah. And so Joe Guan Yu isn't fantastic, but he's also Alfa Romeo suck this year. Yeah, so their car's not good. I I I I think the money must be drying out or the money they're pulling the plug on the money. Their investors, I think, are going. So I, I think I, I would just keep Zhou Guan Yu if I could. But if it's a money thing, yeah. If he doesn't have might any, not. if he's not bringing in any like really big sponsors, but like this Theo kid might, then yeah, I could see the switch up happening. Right, Theo, you're gonna bring in some big sponsors. Speaking of Alpha Tauri, though, um, it looks like Hugo Boss is set to be the new sponsor of Alpha Tauri next year. That's cool. Which is another fashion company. I have no idea what they're going <laughs> to call the team. Uh, I've heard some suggestion that it's going to be like Hugo Boss Bulls or oh something. There's going to be a red. 
there's going to be a Red Bull element to it. Hugo Bull. I've also heard potentially jokes, but it'd be kind of funny if it was actually called this, that it'll be called Hugo Basso as like a Torosso <laughs> like reference. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Alpha Tauri next year basically take as many parts as they can from Red Bull. So they might actually be good next year. If they, I mean, with Daniel Ricardo in the car, yeah, they are going to be good this next It might year. be sort of like a racing point situation where they just copy the Red Bull's car, except they're able to do it because it's a Red Bull team. And that could be interesting. Alpha Tauri being a... I mean, Alpha Tauri, if they just can take this year's Red Bull and run it next year... That'd be great. That'd, that'd probably be a... That's a, at least a podium scoring team next year. They jump from That'd last to the podium. Um, and finally, before we go into the damn race, cost cap stuff came out today, and every team is under the cost cap. Yay, so we're not going to have job, any. Everybody. We're not going to have any fun catering memes this year. Damn it. Um, maybe next year though. Maybe next year. Uh, frankly, it's probably a lie that they all made the catering stuff, but whatever. Accountants lie. Accountants know how to lie. Yeah, they do know. <laughs> On to the Italian, the Italian Grand, Grand Prix. Prix. We'll work on that. Delaney, <laughs> what did you think of the Italian Grand Prix? All right, because I always do this. Let me paint you a picture of where I was watching my Italian Grand Prix. I was in in the lovely state of New York this past weekend visiting some family. And I watched the first 30 laps of the Italian Grand Prix in a hotel room. And boy, oh boy, was I just absolutely shocked (laughs) at the amount of excitement I actually had for this race. For the first like 15 to 20 laps, I was like, wow, this is very exciting. I could not keep my eyes on the TV. I was like trying to get ready for the day, trying to do so. I couldn't. I had to to stand in front of the TV while I was brushing my teeth. All this crazy stuff. And then I had to like, we had to leave. So I switched it over to the, to the mobile device. And there's a certain part in the race that was kind of crazy. And I audibly gasped. And I was in the passenger seat. And the person who was driving was like, don't do that. <laughs> like, do not gasp. So that's, 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 that's how I watch the Italian Grand Prix. But Honestly, I really thought the Monza curse was going to live on. I was really banking on that. Mm -hmm. I know we're probably going to talk about that a lot. I was so, like, I was so ready for that to happen. (laughs) And, like, as soon as Max Verstappen got in first place, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to DNF just (laughs) for some random thing. It's going to happen. I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting. Didn't happen. On the flip side of it, it's a double-edged sword. On the other side of it, I'm really actually kind of happy that he did get 10 because now it's like, okay, cool, he did it. But now the, now the question becomes, is it going to be 11 and then 12 and then 13 and then 14 and then yeah, 15? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm like, oh, my God. But I, I there's a TikTok that, that, proved, that shows how I feel really well where it was a guy and he was like in his car and he was like, yeah, like, I'm really sorry for, like, saying all those jokes about Max Verstappen. Like, I'm really proud of him <laughs> for, like, you know, getting 10 places. Like, good job, Max. Like, 10, 10 in a row is awesome. Like, you broke that record. And then it cuts to, like, a guy, like, recording him <laughs> outside the car. And he, like, puts the phone down. He's like, 10? Really? <laughs> ah! Like, screaming. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. Because I'm just like, 10? 10? Really? Like, I would have never imagined at the beginning of the season that this is how the season was going to go. No, yeah, I. It's not even over. Like that's that's the worst part of it. I, when I first started watching F one, I was really into going on to Wikipedia. I was into going on Wikipedia and like looking at the results of past seasons that I didn't watch, and I would see twenty thirteen with Sebastian Vettel's nine wins. Yeah, and thank God, I hope that never happens again. That must have been really boring. Here it is, and it's not as boring, I think, as I would have. Um, thought but also it's hit or miss sometimes but what i can say is that i think that this is hands down the best race of the season so far yeah and we've been on a good streak with the dutch grand prix and now the italian grand prix and i think singapore was really good last year so 
all the good races happen near the end of the year. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the future, even if Max is going to win them all. This race was, I think, maybe not an all-time classic, but for this season, it was incredible. You know, oh like God, I, I yeah. think this race solved, or at least the problems that I have had with some of the races this season were not present. Yeah. Because the biggest thing for me is that overtaking was possible, but it wasn't easy. Yep. And I think hats off to fucking Carlos Sainz oh my God. in this race because everything involving him was just incredible. His battle for Max Verstappen, you know, it was probably inevitable that Max was going to pass him eventually. But, but he did not make it he, easy outbraked him constantly and even when max finally did get him he didn't get him going into turn one mm -hmm. they had to race side by side yeah on that through the second and third turn yeah i mean that was just incredible yeah and then i think sergio perez versus carlos Sainz was like a little bit better in terms yeah. of battling because th th i mean that was a lot of laps there were, they were so fighting. many moments in this race where i can think back to like 2021 yeah and like think like they wouldn't have gone to the escape road. They would have, if they stayed in it, they would have crashed. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the thing that makes F1 exciting for me is those moments where it's like, oh my God, they should crash here. How did they not? Like, how yeah. did they keep it? And I think those are the great moments. And Carlos Sainz versus Charles Leclerc was really good too. That was crazy. I'm very glad that Carlos Sainz got to keep got to stay on the podium because that would have kind of been sad i think if he did yeah. all that work did all that everything and ended up finishing fourth yeah because charles leclerc couldn't really fight anyone in this race so uh, i would have sucked if he ended up getting the podium you know no i totally agree i i think i think the fighting the multi it was a multi like multi-lap fights is what made this race like yes like this this made me be like yes this is what formula one is because before we, when we have you know fights between drivers and stuff where we had an overtake it literally would be like oh he's getting kind of close he's less than he's less than a second from this driver and with drs it's like we're literally within the next turn it's like oh he's passing he's, he's him gone. he's gone he's gone yeah. so it's like that it's like okay that was boring like this was finally the first race i believe this season that we finally got to see the like, oh, is he going to get it? No, he doesn't get it this time. Oh, maybe this turn. No, he doesn't get it this time. Maybe this turn. No, oh, he does a really good job. But like that, that to me is like, where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So Ferrari, it's funny, you know, uh, in our last episode, we said, Delaney, I think said that if Red Bull didn't win, it would be Mercedes or McLaren, one of the yeah. end teams. We didn't even account on Ferrari being here. But I think for, I forgot, we forgot that, being in front of your home crowd is worth three tenths of a second. It is. And, and so and those Italians were there, man. Ferrari out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Carlos Sainz gets pole position. Yeah. That was incredible. I did not expect that at all. That was I really did not expect that at all. I'm actually so proud for him because it's like Ferrari puts all their eggs in the Leclerc basket and we know why they do, but it's just like I'm so proud that he has been he could totally be like a Valtteri Bottas. He could totally be like, um, you know, kind of like a Sergio Perez where he just kind of accepts his role as the number two driver, but he doesn't. He's like, no, I'm going to go out there and I'm going <laughs> to fucking get this. And he does. And like, I think Carlos Sainz out of all the, all the drivers has been the most rational of the drivers in the sense of like, he is not, He's not out here trying to be like, okay, I'm going to get the world driver's champion, but he's out here like racing his race. He's out here doing his job and he's doing it well and he's performing and he's not like Leclerc where Leclerc, it's like all or nothing. Carlos is like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish these races. I'm going to do the best I can. It's that P5 mentality. But this time he was like, no, I'm going to fucking go out there and get it. And like, I think it was really sad because I mean the clip of him after qualifying, like going to par ferme, and there was like five fucking Ferrari mm. drivers. But if it was Leclerc, like the whole fucking garage would be there. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. 
but very proud of him. He really stuck to his guns. Um, I know we'll probably get to it, but the part at the end where he was like, guys, like, can we just take it, send it yeah. home, please, like, yeah. to LeClaire? Like, I don't know. That was kind of interesting, but. Yeah, Carlos Sainz, I think he's been more consistent than Charles Leclerc this year. This was his first podium, so I think Charles Leclerc burns brighter, yes. but also goes cold. That's what I mean. He's all or so nothing. Like, there's no um, in between. I think he, he's ahead of Charles Leclerc in the points still. Yeah. And I don't think he's retired a lot. I can't think of a Carlos Sainz retirement. The only non-points finish I can think of is Australia, where he got that penalty right after the restart. Yeah. So... And I think he would have been on the podium had that not happened. So I think either third or fourth. Yeah. I so I think it it's he's had a good season. We haven't talked about him a lot, but I I was glad I I was more glad I was glad that he got the pole over Leclerc. Yeah, same. Because at this point, like if Leclerc gets a pole, like he's not winning. Like I, no. I like he's just then, then he's it's just thrown like, so many poles away. Like he hasn't converted those into wins. Yeah, Carlos Sainz. I probably I didn't probably think he was going to win either, but Carlos Sainz is a driver to me that seems like he only gets this opportunity so often. He's not just going to keel over. And he's going like, to seize you know, it. It's like yeah. I, I think Ferrari knew they probably weren't going to beat Red Bull, but he didn't just let him go by. Oh you no! Know? So he did not see that Red Bull in his in his mirror, and he wasn't like, oh, hey, I should just let him go and just let him do whatever. No, he fought and he fought for a while, which I think. He, him and him and Checo have, you know, both now have the title of Ministry of Defense because his defending was amazing. Yeah. I didn't, I don't remember what the Sergio Perez versus Charles Leclerc battle even looked like if it happened, but it clearly wasn't good enough to make any of the highlights. Yeah. And I think Charles Leclerc, he's fast, but he's just not as much of a fighter, I think. And I think, no, um, you he's know, not very elbows out. So, that is, um, so yeah, Carlos Sainz on pole, you know, that was great. That was awesome. Um, the race started though with a little bit of confusion <laughs> yeah, because so Yuki Sonoda broke down on the formation lap yeah. and his car was stuck in gear so they couldn't just push it. So usually when this happens, they do an extra formation lap and, they and then like just start, you know, yeah. but they couldn't do that. They ended up basically for all intents and purposes red flagging the race before it actually started what did what did the commentators say that they, they said it's like you have to ter they terminated the start or yeah they like aborted, like, the, aborted start the start procedure yeah. or something like that so we got delayed by like 20 minutes or something yeah it was kind of weird kind of no reason um i guess not no reason but i get i've heard that like there was actually like a failure with the the green light like the way it was actually supposed to go was that they were not going to do an extra formation lap. Oh, okay. They were just going to stop and like bring all the people out. But I guess there was some light failure that no one knew what to do. So Carlos Sainz just did another formation lap and everyone followed him. Valid. And that's why everyone just stood in the pit lane forever. Yeah. Because honestly, I thought they were going to just start. I thought I they, 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 they were going to do a rolling start. I thought everyone was going to be at the end of the pit lane standing there and then the light was just going to be like, boop, like it was just going to turn <laughs> yeah, on and go. it was going to be the craziest start ever. <laughs> yeah. um, but everybody start from the pit lane. <laughs> but um, I, uh, and of course it was the one race that, where they were like, all 20 drivers are starting <laughs> on the grid this, this time. Nobody's starting in the pit lane, like no penalties for anybody. So here we go. And then it's like, yeah. Yeah. Poor Yuki Sonoda. Poor Yuki. Um, because he was, I guess he was uh, his teammate Liam Lawson did pretty damn well because he finished 11. Yeah, and he was on a two-stop strategy, so he had the worst strategy, and still managed to finish 11th. So, um, there's not even that much more to say about that. It's like impressive. No. I think they're still. I'm glad that they're still like yes, Daniel Ricciardo is coming back. Yeah, but he is still. You know, he's pretty good. It was a pretty good run. Now that's another carrot to dangle in front of Yuki Sonoda. Be like, look, Liam Lawson. Can we take a moment, though? What the fuck happened to Espen Alcon? I've got no idea. <laughs> I, no I didn't clue. notice he retired either. They, I when didn't they notice were... until, like, the last three <laughs> laps. And I was, like, looking at, I, like, you know, like, you're watching the race. You don't really look at the, the sideboard. I was, like, looking. And I like, glanced at the bottom. I was, like, what the? What happened to Espen Alcon? 
Ocon explains safety issue that caused Monza retirement. The Alpine driver was running in 15th before a problem occurred, forcing him to retire off the road. Let's see. Oh, he literally had 12 laps until the end of the race. <laughs> this, is, this is his fifth retirement of the year. Kind of wow. sucks. That really sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Alpine in general just sucks. He, he just said he just said for safety reasons. We had the steer. Oh, we had the steering locking into corners, and we didn't want the steering to lock completely. Ooh, yeah, that's a little scary. So it was safer to retire the car and not have any more issues. That ended our weekend, which has been a tough one. Yeah. So basically, his his steering was just like in corners, just like well, can't can't turn anymore, which is like where you need to turn. <laughs> yeah. So they were probably like, come in, just come in. But I'm just surprised they didn't like stay. Yeah. They never even showed the camera angle of him pulling in. They never even like did the little like radio blip of any of it. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know what was happening the last twelve laps. Like that was when I think Sergio Perez and Carlos Sainz were going at it, and, and that was McLaren. when the McLarens were going at it. Yeah. So, so they were probably like there was probably uh, admittedly more interesting take, things yeah, going on. Fair valid. <laughs> um, going down the order. Both Mercedes ended up with five-second time penalties. Yes. Uh, George Russell's, I think, was with Esteban Ocon. Yeah. I think after he pitted, he, like, passed Esteban Ocon. Yeah. In the um, the runoff. Yep. And just he ran away, the and they just yeah. gave him the penalty because in two laps, he was yeah. two cars ahead of Esteban Ocon. So, a little bit silly, but um, a little silly whatever. That's okay. Lewis Hamilton, though. Got a five-second time penalty for collision with Oscar Piastri. This this collision that they had. This is what made me gasp in the car. Uh, watching it again, I don't know how they didn't both that just end up in the wall. I don't and know. That, that was an incredible you know, save from yeah. them. But I think uh, Lewis Hamilton probably deserved the penalty. I don't yep. think, I don't see Oscar Piastri going back to the left and knocking him out. I kind of wish they just did knock each other out that'd of the be, race. That would be interesting. Um, yeah. That would have um, been crazy. But, I mean, I think that just just goes to show you what people had to do for this race. Because I'm sure this is just me saying this from the couch. But I'm sure Monza is not that difficult of a track. So everybody is, like, good at Monza. So in order to, like, make up ground, you have to be, like, great there. Yeah. And so I think in order to be great or, you know, sometimes you got to elbows out at Monza. So that is yeah. what we saw with that incident. Poor Oscar And, and Oscar Piastri, surprisingly, is a is a pretty elbows out driver, I feel like. I feel like he does not succumb. I don't know. I don't know. That word to <laughs> drivers coming up and trying to pass him. Like he's not one to back down. Just like back down and be submissive and be like, oh, okay, here you go. Like. And both the McLarens ran into each other after that they pitted. That was also crazy. I think I saw a post today that said McLaren was not very happy about that. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean. That, I would not that. be happy either. Zach Hollywood Brown was like, don't do that again, kids. <laughs> and then the, it looked like the Ferraris were going to crash into each other at one point. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, despite what I said about Carlos Sainz, that would have been so awesome. If the Ferraris if they took each crashed, other out. Oh my god. <laughs> that that would have been because they basically like did not tell them, okay, you can fight, but they also didn't tell them, you know, hold position, like hold station. Like they basically just didn't say anything. And even Carlos Sides was like, guys, like, can we just bring this home? And Leclerc was fighting, <laughs> man. Like he would when he got up there, he was like he looked like he was gonna crash into the he back of Carlos. Locked up going into the final lap. I thought that was that. game over. If he just <laughs> went over the rear wing. Oh my god! I thought and he was like done. both Ferraris retire on the last lap out of a podium oh position at god. the Italian Grand Prix. You can't write that shit, dude. That would have been <laughs> fucking drive to survive would eat that shit up. That's what I, I was just like. Oh, that would be. That would have been crazy. Yeah, insane. Um, I have an announcement to like make Delaney. Yes, I'm ready. He's been in the woodworks. Been hitting, making hints. Uh, I think Alex Albon's my favorite driver. I love and Alex Williams Albon. might be my favorite team right now. Dude. Which is the bigger shock, I think, that Williams <laughs> is my favorite team. But Alex Albon, the, him and Logan Sargent, had, they finished out the race with a 37-lap hard tire stint. It's more than Insane. anybody did. Uh, I think Logan Sargent 
faltered a little bit at the end, but he's a rookie, you know. Let him, you let can't him have expect it. a rookie to be able to do what Chad Alexander Albon can do <laughs> and run 37 laps, and he only ended up losing one spot to Lewis Hamilton, who was on the medium tire. Yeah. He would have finished sixth. But he also put up a fight. Yeah. A little bit of a fight against Lewis. Like, every everybody was not putting up with anybody's bullshit this race, which is what I appreciated. 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 What I appreciated. <laughs> Um, but Alex Albon, wow. Just wow. Like I, I, I it's unfair because he can't get driver of the day every single fucking race, but it's almost like he needs to be because it's like where I'm so pleasantly surprised by him. It's an Alex Albon performance. Yeah. That's what he does. That's what them him and Williams have been doing. If anybody's acting up in these higher up teams the next <laughs> couple years, he's gonna get snatched up. <laughs> I see it. He's gonna get snatched up into a in a into a better car. The next couple of years. I kind of hope he could, like, him and Williams could like, go up together. Bring up together, yeah. Because um, I think that is, like, a super good combination. Yeah. But he might get poached. I mean, he's still a Red Bull driver, technically, so. I don't. I think that's over. Oh, I think is it he over? was a Red Bull driver last year, but, like, this year he was officially, like, a William, like, contracted to Williams. Oh, you know? okay, okay. So I think that's over. I think he doesn't have fair, any fair. obligations for Red Bull, which I think is good. That's even better, yeah. And I will give a shout-out to Logan Sargent. He finished 13th. Our American hero. But there was a, you know, a blink and you'll miss it. There was a period where he was in the top 10. Yes. And I think his tires fell off. And had there been a safety car or something that called everyone back into the pit lane, he would have finished in the top 10 again he's a rookie he has to learn some things from the tire whisperer himself alex albon <laughs> on how to manage your tires but yeah i think both williams are absolutely killing it and though he crashed in the dutch grand prix i think he's had two really good weekends yeah and so i hope that continues um i don't know how good williams is going to be at singapore or anything like that I don't know. I guess a surprise appearance by Valtteri Bottas in the points kind of. But like, unsung. was that because like everything kind of got shuffled because of like all the, you know, locking up and like all the crazy. Shit? I think he, uh, I mean, Oscar Piastri wrecking is what put Valtteri Bottas in the points basically. Yeah. But I mean, it's a solid drive, but I don't think they ever talked about it. It's like Alfa Romeo has been this year kind of silently. Usually they're not there, but they were silently in the points um this race so shout out to him one point for alfa romeo uno point <laughs> and i uh don't really have anything more to say about that other than the fact that i just i don't understand i was hoping for a monza moment we didn't get it this race maybe next year at this point i just want max to win them all i just like you said last last episode i just want to win them all I'm at that point where I have accepted defeat. I've accepted our fate at this point. If he's just going to win them all, he's might as well just do it. And then we can say, okay, there we go. <laughs> now we're done. Records. Records, whoopee, and then that's it. Yeah, the Monza curse did not strike on Max Verstappen. Next is the Singapore Grand Prix, which was pretty good last year. Sergio Perez won that race. Let's go. So maybe he'll do it again. Here's another hope. Here's another new segment. Uh, how Red Bull can lose a race. There we go. Where I'm going to forecast maybe how, how Red how Bull. Can they, how can they do it? How Red Bull could lose this race. I think this is the only race for a while that I'm going to be able to do it for. Yeah. Because this is the only one where I can think of maybe how they lose it. But Singapore, it's very difficult to pass. And I don't think this DRS is that powerful is he are they gonna give him the championship at this point like i feel like they should like i think he don't i like i think um is it singapore or tokyo i think uh i, I think i saw a thing that if it was consistent like the points he was gaining he would win the championship officially in the qatar sprint so we've got Did he a, win it in tokyo last year no he won it after no, he won in Japan last year. That oh, was yeah. the confusing, like, did he win, didn't he win? Because yeah. the race and then, was only and then, 40 minutes. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's fair, fair, fair. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think. How is he not going to win it? <laughs> I don't know. To Qatar. It was like two <laughs> races from now. Like, that's not even the next race after Singapore. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I, but, just want, I just want them to give it to him so they just get that over with. They like, really just should, but I think <laughs> technically, technically, I guess. They can't. If he just does, if he just retires from every single race. Up to this point, then like they he have, could then lose they have it. to. Well, then they just have to wait. Yeah, 
Well, I think if I'm, I'm assuming if he re- doesn't finish another race and Sergio Perez wins them all, he's still Sergio like- Perez could probably win the title. Oh, okay. He's 140 points ahead of him. So, oh, okay, not bad. I think um, how Red Bull lose this race is that Singapore is a very difficult overtake. The DRS is not powerful. I I feel like if they somehow get stuck behind Ferrari or someone who yeah is as fast, maybe they could be stuck there because it is a street circuit. Hype potentially. Potentially, I don't think it'll happen, but we shall see. That is the maybe that's how Red Bull lose this. Yes, maybe. and we do have, we have a week, so we'll see. We'll have a little break. Yes, Singapore Grand Prix. Um, so, yeah, that is it. That's it for this episode and not on this occasion. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And be sure to drop a like on the YouTube video. Please. You must watch it. I will kill you if you don't. Oh my god. <laughs> there's only a there's only a few listeners, I think. So I can we know who probably you are. find all of you. <laughs> <laughs> no will find you. He's he's gonna go full uh full Liam Neeson on you. So yes, I have a very particular <laughs> set of skills. I will find you. And I you. will end your life if you do not like the YouTube video. That is a threat. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys, for listening. Thank you. This is a certified Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is a certified Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye.